Part Ten of Dionysius the Areopagite with other poems by Anne Hawkshaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dionysius the Areopagite, Part One, Ten. The wave still laves the Aegean shore, but the lyre echoes back no more the music that its waters make, and still o'er grecian mountains break as bright a sun as ever shone when freedom called the land her own and live there none to hail those beams as omen of their better dreams none who while seeing sky and sun remember what their sires have done snapped is the cord and souls of fire live not when dust bestrews the lyre thy shores are silent tuneful greece who who shall bid the silence cease twas noontide on the gorgeous room a cloud was settled of perfume for not a breath of wind was there the rich and balmy scents to bear when a luxurious indolence steeps every thought and every sense and the mind loves alone to brood in the voluptuous solitude of half-closed rooms with not a sound save water falling to the ground from marble fountain whose dull tone lulls as the ceaseless shower is thrown then half awake and half asleep the drowsy senses pastime keep visions like eastern fables rise and float before the charmed eyes of streams whose crystal waters run o'er golden sands to meet the sun or sailing on a shoreless sea lulled by the drowsy melody far far away we seem to be upon a couch from persian loom sat the fair myra in that room so full of beauty and perfume but she his mistress bent in tears above the hopes of early years and dionysius knelt beside her destined not to be his bride call me not false at length he said my first last love is on thee stayed call me not false my heart remains still bound to thine by stronger chains than bind to life death's dreaded darts may pierce the frame but this the heart then wherefore said the weeping girl her dark eyes lifted to his face this stranger's mystic creed embrace thou mightest have known my sire would scorn a doctrine all so basely born or why not build a secret shrine and worship there this god of thine oh tempt me not eternity and the soul's endless destiny hang on a breath and not the tears of anguish shed in after years not tears of blood might have the power to wash the guilt from such an hour i dare not hide my faith this name must be my glory not my shame then we must part oh that my tears could bring me back my childhood's years for all that i shall have of thee in past not future years will be or for the power to be again a careless child to break the chain that binds me to thee wherefore give ye gods the wretched boon to live and yet to suffer ye who know no sorrow still might pity woe tearless and motionless she stood 
with lip and brow so sadly pale as ariadne o'er the flood had watched her theseus's darkening sail when he had risen to depart and once more clasped her to his heart saying in accents low and broken in words expressed though scarcely spoken i love thee with a love beyond all things beside save that i give to him in whom i move and live the power who though unseen yet nigh hath watched our steps from infancy and still his sheltering wing shall spread above the severed path we tread and when the stream of life shall be fast ebbing to eternity my dying prayers shall be for thee night came and the fair moon arose in its still beauty from repose full clear and cloudless and the wave back her reflected image gave night came with soft and gentle hand closing the flowers of that fair land and scattering from her urn the dew their drooping blossoms to renew or whispering in the sleeper's ear tones that he never more shall hear but other light is on the stream than the moon's soft and silvery beam a thousand flickering torches gleam half seen half hidden as the gale waved to and fro the feathery veil that the tall palm-trees foliage made screening the temples in their shade as the procession moved along with festive dance and choral song for twas a festival that night and athens sent her fair and bright and young and gifted to entwine with songs and flowers diana's shrine children in snowy tunic dressed with hands crossed on each happy breast youths crowned with laurel these are past but come the loveliest and the last the maids of athens soft they tread a basket on each graceful head of choicest flowers on which was flung a veil which o'er the maiden hung and myra must thy heavy heart take mid this pageantry apart yes she is in the festive band the loveliest daughter of the land onward they passed there is a power in dwelling in the moonlit hour not like the sun's the rays it throws lull the deep passions to repose dreams that mid noonday splendours sleep thoughts linked with feelings loved and deep which hearts mid noise and toil will keep gush forth as its long shadows fall o'er the still lake or lonely hall tis memory's hour for back it brings thoughts of our lost and loveliest things hopes loves and friendships buried long the lute-like sound of childhood's song the mirth the music and the flowers of mountain homes or woodland bowers for tis not rudely then the chord of memories touched there wakes a note softened and mournful as the tones that round the egyptian statue float when the last beam of parting day is passing in the west away but listen tis the voice of song and music's tones that float along music o'er moonlit waters stealing dead is the heart to love to feeling that hears unmoved nor breathes a sigh for what was loved in days gone by 
now from the grove emerge the band and round the sylvan altar stand and then again the voice of song breezes and waters bear along goddess of the sylvan bough youths and maidens hail thee now while softly fall thine own pure beams like silver arrows on the streams latona's daughter hail hear us from the forest glades hear us from the grotto's shades where thy tall majestic mien in the fountain's wave is seen latona's daughter hail spare oh spare the youthful band that around thine altar stand let no matron desolate share in the sad mother's fate but send thy vengeful shafts afar in the sports of sylvan war latona's daughter hail who stands in silence by that stream on which the torch and moonlight gleam tis he who now an exile seems even by his native streams parted from her he loved he sought some lonely spot where burdened thought might be unchecked when music's strain roused him to consciousness again there was a music sad and wild in the lyre's tones when wafted o'er the still clear waters and he stood listening them die upon the shore bright shone the temple's gilded pile young faces beamed with many a smile but dionysius's softened eye gazed but on one impassionedly back from her face her veil was thrown and pale as monumental stone were cheek and brow the drooping lid with its long fringe the dark eye hid one fair but fading sister's flower her hand had gathered from her bower and placed amid her shining hair and as it drooped and withered there it seemed an emblem of her fate blighted by one who did not hate oh never never did she seem so like the being of his dream as when with bending head she stood that night beside the crystal flood she saw him not but turned again to join the home returning train he gazed on her retiring tread like one who looks upon the dead and when each sound and form were past still gazed where he had seen her last nor moved nor spoke for common grief may find in tears in words relief but there are woes we cannot speak and greater than bedew the cheek end of part 10